Hello and welcome to Career Move Secrets, a brand new podcast for active job seekers and the career minded. In each episode, I'll interview a special guest from my global network. Guests will include seasoned recruiters, experienced hiring managers from companies big and small, and successful individuals who have developed great careers through making great career moves. My aim is to uncover and share my guests' unique perspectives, their insights, and their insider advice on job searching, interviewing, and career enhancement. My name is Tony Talbot, and I've been working in the recruitment industry as an international headhunter for over 20 years. I'm the creator of CareerMoveSecrets.com, a step-by-step online course for job seekers that I designed to be the ultimate guide to getting hired in the hidden job market. I will add my perspective to the conversation, and together with my guests, we hope to provide some genuine, actionable insider advice that will help you execute your next career move. Thanks for joining us today. Hello and welcome to episode 17 of Career Move Secrets. And today's guest is Haley Hudson. She's a director in the Big Four. Haley is an energy expert, uh, an economist, and indeed a management consultant with 30 years' experience. Hi, Haley. How are you? Hi, I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm very good. How's how's life out in the in the Middle East? A bit hot at the moment, but all in all, things are things are beginning to get back to normal. Um, and our, our clients have actually responded really well to, to working remotely. So pretty good. We're all in the virtual world now. We're all experts at Zooming and, and doing Teams meetings and all this sort of stuff. Perhaps the new normal from now in, now on in, do you reckon? To an extent, I think. I think there's, a, there's an extent that you won't be able to replace face-to-face meetings. But I think we've learned a lot about virtual meetings and to an extent, I think it will replace some of the travel. Which, which might be a good thing for, for, for some people anyway. Hayley, we, we obviously know each other very well, actually. Um, we'll, I'm sure we'll come on to, to, to explain how. But, um, of course, my listeners don't know. Could you, could you give me your uh, sort of career history? Sure. I started in the energy sector when I left university. Um, and I joined a, 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 an engineering consultancy firm back in 1988 um, and I was actually the only woman in the in the firm at that time um, and I joined as the the second economist in an energy firm um, and I spent about four years with them and decided that I didn't know enough to be a consultant um, and I needed to, to learn a bit more about the sector um, and I got a job with what was then the Department of Trade and Industry as a, an energy advisor um, and I worked on the uh, coal review of the of the early nineties and the nuclear review um, whilst at DTI, and I also was uh, part of the team that negotiated the second sulphur protocol. And I was with DTI about five years, um, and I again decided that I um, still didn't really know enough about the depth of the sector, how it worked, the nuts and bolts of the sector. So I moved to what was then Eastern Energy, one of the, uh, the, the larger utilities, um, as, a, as a portfolio manager, just at the time when the energy market was beginning to open up and trade. Um, and I became management and then head of regulation at Eastern. Um, and then Eastern... 
um, Eastern went bankrupt and was taken over by PowerGen. And I stayed with them for a little while. Um, and the opportunity came up to go into to consultancy. Um, and I, I decided to take the move, knowing something about consultancy from my, from my early career. I decided that having another 10 or 12 years under my belt of knowing the industry, I now knew something to be able to consult, to consult <laughs> with. Um, so I went into consultancy, um, and I've had a number of roles in consultancy. Um, my, my first role was with, with PA Consulting and then moving through um, to some smaller roles through, a, through an actuarial firm and then, then on to a smaller consultancy where I ultimately became CEO. Um, and then uh, finally through into one of the big four. Um, where I'm now in the in the Middle East and um, consulting uh, across the Middle East. Yes, it's a very interesting background. How have those moves materialised? You know, I, I I know a little bit about a few of them because actually I, I've been involved in moving you uh, at least once. Um, but I, I, I'm sure it's this. I don't know whether you've actually you know applied for jobs in recent times or or have they been roles that have come to you. So in my, my first two jobs, my first two moves I applied for, the move to DTI and, and the move then to, to Eastern, I applied for. Um, after that, um, I didn't apply for anything until um, I, I was made redundant about three years ago now. Um, and I went through a succession of career moves. I stayed in, in jobs for about four or five years on average. Um, but it was only actually the first two that I applied for. Um, and after that, I was headhunted for, for each move. Yeah, I, well, I, you know, I know that to be the case because I, I think I reached out to you, I, can't, I don't know how far back we're going, 2010 maybe, maybe even well, earlier. It was 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Yeah, that, that probably probably about right. And I, <laughs> I you know, I, I brought you into a, into a consultancy to lead and develop an energy regulation practice. And, and you actually brought a number of people with you, a bit of a Pied Piper uh, piece where you, you almost built your, your sort of core team came with you, which was a, which was a really great piece of recruitment in, 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 as I, as I recall it. Um, and as you say, you went on to, you know, become a director of the firm quite quickly and then eventually the CEO of the firm. Um, and, and I was your recruiter of choice, thereafter so we did lots and lots and lots of work together and interestingly when you then were headhunted for another role which um you know you you joined a company that was focused a bit more on the middle east and probably had a difficult you know you were sold a bit of a pup i think in terms of what the, the they thought they 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 wanted to do and what they actually did um and when you when you subsequently came back to me to say i am actually looking for a job now it was a massive change, wasn't it? It's a completely different mindset. And I think a lot of people have this, this, this issue where, you know, the roles have always found them and all of a sudden, uh, for whatever reason, and there'll be plenty of people in today's market in this situation, you're now looking for a job and it's a different mindset, isn't it? It, it absolutely is. And, and for me, it was huge. I, I mean, I hadn't at that point applied for a job probably in 15 years um, and each career move for me before that had been a progression that I hadn't had to work for um, in, the, in the sense of having to go and apply for jobs, talk to people, go, go, to, go to interviews. 
Um, and the whole thing for me was a massive mindset change. I, I mean, the first thing I needed to work out was that actually looking through the, the, on the internet and through the newspaper pages and things and looking for jobs like that didn't work. Mm. Um, I, I, I tried a number of, of, of those options and they were either flooded with applicants and you, you can't, um, you can't make yourself easily be seen in, in amongst the, the, the mass of people or the jobs weren't really there at all in some instances. Um, and so you're, you're chasing something that is a bit of a pipe dream. And it took me a little while and, and talking quite a lot with you actually to, to realize that that wasn't the way to do it. Um, and ultimately um, landed the job in the Middle East um, by by talking to people and, and uncovering the opportunity in the, in the way that you talk about yep. rather than by applying for roles. Leveraging your network. I can remember having that conversation with you and thinking, you know, it, it, that was the sort of light bulb moment for me in, in terms of creating, in fact, you know, the genesis of creating the, the Career Move Secrets course was, was, was my experience with you because I thought, isn't this incredible? Somebody who's been, you know, hyper successful um, has been headhunted for almost every role, always gone to the next level in their career, you know, real classic career ladder stuff, you know, eventually becoming a CEO of a business, you know, very, very, very clever, uh, very, very uh, talented individual and yet when faced with this new problem of find yourself a job actually it was a bit of a you know it was a bit of a step change it was an it was an issue because of course as i always say you know finding a job is a job in itself and it's one you've not been trained to do and you don't know the rules so you, you did that classic thing of well you know the world of work has changed. Recognize that everything's online. I will find something online and I'll apply to it. And I'm sure that you know that's how you do it. But of course, as you rightly point out, most of the jobs, as I always say, most of the jobs online are out of date. They're almost always filled because it's not the main strategy that people use to to recruit. That they, they they talk to their network. They use headhunters, etc. Um, you know the odds are ridiculous. In fact, I mean pre-COVID, the odds were. You know, it was about 250 applications. Um, every every online job gets about 250. They think it might be more like 500 now. So your average odds, your your basic odds would be sort of 500 to one. Uh, but of course, applicant tracking systems mean that you know 80% of the CVs don't ever get seen by any you know a real person. And you know, even more uh, uh, of an issue is that it's only two percent of the applicants actually get called forward for interview. Because most of the most of the the shortlist is coming from somewhere else. You know, it's coming from a network or a, a headhunted candidate. It, it just doesn't work like that. But once you started to to we we use some of the the sort of things that I talk about in the course, which was, you know, looking at and targeting uh, companies. Once we once you start doing that, it it really got a lot better. I think, didn't it? But I seem to remember you spent a lot of time coaching me and, and talking to me about even how to prepare my CV. Mm. I didn't I didn't even know how to do that because when you're headhunted and they ask for your CV, um, you don't have to be that careful about how you how you write it and how you position it because they're already predisposed to, to talking to you anyway. Mm. When when I was talking to you, I began to realize that I actually had to position as a consultant does, mm. position my CV for every person that I was talking to and understand exactly what it was that they were looking for to try and kind of highlight the bits of my CV that would be 
relevant to them to make it easy for them um, and to to kind of leverage into the network. And it was actually that leverage into the network in, in the Middle East that, that, that pulled off the role here. It was uh, a headhunter talking to a contact of mine who said, why don't you talk to Haley? And they, they picked up the phone and spoke to me. Mm. So it came, it wasn't even a direct contact from me. It was, it was from a roundabout route. Um, so I think it's uh, the most important thing I learned was to just talk to people, yes. let people know that you're looking for, for something and they, and the word spreads and they will talk to others. Um, and that's how it came about um, in the Middle East is, is to, to move out here um, was a was a word of mouth from a friend of a friend into the uh, into the ear of a recruiter, um, and they they picked up the phone and spoke to me. That, that, that's how it works, and it's you know this the hidden job market is is exactly it works exactly in that way. You know, if you talk to your network and everybody, virtually everyone who's been on the show so far has talked about network, 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 and, and, you know, being open and honest with a close group of people that know you well, understand your capability. Um, they start to do thinking on your behalf because they, it just, it goes into their mind. Oh, that's a, oh, that, that person is available. Somebody who, who is really, really good is available. And they start to almost do the matching for you and thinking about where you could be and the little conversation here and there. And eventually the, the, uh, the dots are uh, joined together and you've got, you know, a group of opportunities, but you know, certainly sitting there each morning and uh, looking for a job online and, and, you know, and, making an application th- you know through sort of search click and apply it just doesn't work does it and the more senior you are anything else it's soul destroying it to is, do it, it is. <laughs> I, I talk of it being like throwing your cv into a black hole you know yes. it's really just uh it's a waste of time in my view yeah i mean i i guess i spent the first month or so doing that kind of thing and and realized it was soul destroying and then then with coaching from you began to change the approach Mm. and i i did find it hard you know as a consultant i reach out into my network on a on a business level every day Mm. but to do it on a personal level i did find it hard to change my approach to do that Mm. Um, because you're then beginning to market yourself and not a product or a company and it's actually quite hard to do that yeah, I think we all find that hard, you know, and you do have to sort of, yeah, you need, you need to understand how to position that. And there's, there's, there's a lot of, um, you know, thought that needs to go into it so that you don't, you know, look like you're, you're trying to push, be pushy or whatever, you know, and, and, you know, everybody has that sort of worry about leveraging your network in the right way. There's a, there is a right way and there's a wrong way to do these things as there is with all things, I guess. I, I guess, you know, going back to our, to our experiences as working together where I've been your recruiter and you've been the hiring manager. It's, I, I always, I thought to myself, it's interesting that that piece as well, because where you were as CEO, we never advertised any of the roles, did we? You never advertised them and neither did I. Yeah. In fact, you know, every, every one of them was a, was a headhunt situation or, or something that came through my network or yours. Yeah, no, we didn't, we didn't advertise one of them. And I don't think we ever really had a very detailed job specification we always had a a view of the kind of person that I was looking for Mm. and the kind of skills that they needed to have but it wasn't a detailed um, job specification to to recruit with Mm. obviously there was a role that they needed to understand that they were joining but the the specification for recruitment was never 
very, very prescriptive because I think there are a range of people that can fit a, a given role and it, it's possible to be over-prescriptive. Yes, it is. Yeah, I, 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 I say this to people as well. Look, you know, if you're waiting for a job spec, if that's your mindset, and, and quite often I speak to people who say, well, it's not a real job unless there's a job spec. And I said, that's absolutely the wrong way to look at it. Um, what you want to see is there's a, there's always a business need, isn't there? There's a problem uh, that that you are the solution to. And, and often that uh, job spec is really, you know, solve me this problem that I'm experiencing or, or deliver for me growth in this area or get your arms around this bit of the industry or this marketplace. It's not necessarily much more than that. You then get, if you have the skills and ability to, to do that, you have the opportunity to write your own job spec in a way to, to, and to have the role built around you, which I think is a fantastic opportunity to have. Uh, but you have to be open to that um, and not expect there to be a you know step-by-step blow by blow job for you to just plug into yeah i i absolutely agree and, and i think a part of it is about control mm. and being able to um as a, as a hiring manager take or, or, or take, cede a little bit of that control about exactly the person you want and be a little bit more open-minded about what skills will solve the problem that you have and as the person looking at the job being a little bit more creative in how you might use your skills to, to solve those problems. Mm. Um, so it's, it's, I think it's partly about creativity and partly about not wanting to control every aspect of every, every full stop. And <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, hu- it's a human process. I always say, you know, ultimately it's two people talking to each other. That's, that's what it is. It's a business conversation once you get to an interview. And, you know, if you approach it in that way, you have good questions, you ask good questions, um, and you do your research, um, you you can have a very fruitful conversation that ends up with a role that's been built around you. And that, and I, I, I maintain that's the, the perf- you know, that's the, the holy grail of, uh, of finding a job. If you can, if you can actually end up writing your own uh, role, if you like, or, or developing your own role that you join a business in. So, yeah, that, that that's the way to do it if you can. Um, Haley, really appreciate everything that uh, that uh, you 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 know spending the time and uh, you know all of our interactions in the past, and and, and also for being the uh, the sort of uh, the genesis, if you like, uh, behind uh, the Career Move Secrets course because it was. In, in part, I think you said to me at one point, you should turn some of this into a, some of the coaching that I was giving you into a course, and you were right, and I have done, and uh, I, I'm thankful for that. Well, it was helpful for me at the time, so I hope it's helpful for other people. And, uh, I'm glad I, I added some value back as well. <laughs> great. Cheers, Hayley. Thanks for your time. Speak to you soon. Thank you. All the best. Thanks. Bye. Well, that was really great for me to have Haley on the show. Uh, Haley has been a brilliant client of mine in the past. Um, she also was a brilliant candidate, um, somebody I headhunted, and they brought an entire team to a company and built a, a successful division, went on to become a director and then the CEO of that business. And uh, we worked together on many, many things over the years. Um, and in fact, of course, as I suggested uh, in the the conversation earlier, she was also the um inspiration uh for the career movie secrets course because i uh, i helped her when um, when she did have to actually make uh, a 
career move um, and she wasn't being headed and she was actually uh, out in the market herself and it was a really different experience and it's probably different for most people uh, in that way in that um, we're, we're so used to um, getting promoted or uh, getting headhunted these days that when you actually go to the market and try and find out uh, whether there is a role for you and you use the internet uh, to try and uh, search, click and apply, you can be disappointed in the results that that achieves. If you want to go a different way, if you want to uh, experience um, a more proactive strategy, one that uh, puts you uh, on the front foot and in front of uh, companies that you genuinely want to work for, then I would suggest that you go to my site www.careermovesecrets.com and have a look at the premium course because it will really help you um, to navigate the tricky waters of finding your next role Um, and once you've found it it will also help you land that role by giving you the elite level strategies and tactics that people use in order to win six-figure roles so if that's interesting to you please go do go and visit my site and of course if you're enjoying these podcasts consider subscribing because there will be more career move secrets podcasts coming very soon (laughs) 